Time now for Rocky Jordan. Not far from the Mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's story, Varlachi. Maybe I should have been carrying a bar lachi, too. That being a sort of good luck charm that Chica always wore. Still, if what happened to her could be called lucky, I'll stick to a good old American rabbit's foot. It all began when I heard a commotion out in front of the cafe tambourine that afternoon. I went to the doorway and looked out on a scene that hit a new high, even for Cairo. The center of all this excitement was a dancing girl in a bright yellow shawl, full whirling red skirt, big gold hoop earrings that somehow belonged on that vivid face. Her hair made me think of the sleek black velvet I'd seen in Cairo's Ritzia bazaars. And she had eyes to match. Her dancing was like nothing I'd ever seen. The crowd was made up of natives plus a few tourists who were delighted to run onto some local color. To show their approval, they started throwing coins. Well, I'd just reached into my pocket for a few piastres myself when suddenly there was a rough jostling through the crowd. Let me through! Let me through at once! I had him pegged before I ever saw his officious face. Sergeant Greco of the Cairo police. In another moment, he grabbed the girl by the arm. Stop at once! No! No, do not touch me! I have done nothing wrong! Swear to me! They hit me first! So, a common gypsy dares to resist an offer. It's Broadway. My beat. After midnight, Broadway is a place that pulls up stakes. Wives lead husbands home to their cages. Bartenders sweep up the sawdust and a few drunken clowns. A tired voice invites you to a sideshow. And you keep walking. And then a voice calls your name. Hey, Danny! Wait a minute, Danny! Danny! And it's the voice of Maxie Stern, manager of the most colossal, most stupendous, most nothing movie crib on Broadway. Danny, come quick, huh? Real quick. Hi, Maxie. Hi, Danny. Come quick, please, huh? Well, what's the matter? Somebody doesn't like the picture? Worse than that. He's sitting in a loge and he won't go home, and the picture is long since over. Well, maybe he's waiting for the prices to change. I don't think so, Danny. No? No, I think the gentleman who was occupying my loge is dead. Come quick, huh, Maxie? Yeah. The way we discovered him, Danny, is one of my charwomen who sweeps out the dump, the theater, was sweeping out the loges. This gentleman, she can't politely budge, so she calls a private. Huh? Anasha, who's at the bottom of the rung of success. The private calls a corporal. The corporal calls... Oh, nuts. Finally, it gets the head usher, and he calls me. And I verify their opinion that the low seat is dead. But this I have to have official, so I called you. Where is he? Up these Persian carpeted stairs, Danny. $30 a square yard. Wait, Danny. Danny, I'm out of breath. Where is he? In here. Through this Renaissance door that opens out onto a luxurious loge. Hi, Danny. I'm glad Maxie found you. Danny, I took the liberty of first calling our house doctor, Dr. Jeffrey Connor, the house doctor. That's all right, Maxie. Why are you glad Maxie found me, Doc? Because this man's been poisoned. Oh? Dilated pupils, tinge of blue on his lips, all the usual symptoms. Suicide, maybe? Maybe, but I hardly think so. 
People don't take poison and go to a movie. Not this poison. The pain is excruciating. How long has he been dead? I'd say an hour, maybe two. Well, he must have cried out. He must have the made... The picture's some... hilarious, rib-tickling. It's, it's a comedy, Danny. Maybe the other schmoes in the Lowe's thought he was laughing. Some people laugh in such a way, you know. Yeah. Let's see who he is. Wallet, name stamped in gold. Sherman Gates. Cigarettes, hotel key, Carnegie Hotel. And his umbrella, Danny. Lying wet on the carpet. A man commits suicide in the Lowe's, Danny? Suicide or murder? I had to know which. So I had a call to make. The Carnegie Hotel on 2nd Avenue was an institution that had never received an endowment, but its educational possibilities were infinite. The signs walking up the steps from the street made you know that. You could hold a seance with Madame Astart, seventh daughter of the moon. You could buy magic tricks from Professor Novotny. When that was over, you could buy a Swedish massage from a brother and sister team. At the top of the steps was a man seated behind a cage. He was looking down at a glossy magazine. I looked down at him. He kept looking, and I kept looking. I got tired first, so I rang the bell on his desk. I heard you when you hit the third step coming upstairs. That's a loose one. Then why don't you pay attention to me? Paying attention to something else right now, Mac. You want to see? See what? This magazine. Get it every month. Here, look. Hmm? Picture of Phyllis in again this month, wearing a hat. First time I ever saw her wearing a hat. Last month it was stocking. Cute, huh? All I want is some information. About Phyllis? Oh, I can't do that. I wish you could. But we can both dream, can't we? Information about a guest, Sherman Gates. You got the information. He was a guest. He's dead. People die. Say, who are you that wants to know what you want to know? I'm Danny Clover, police. Oh, so I'm Lee Crandall, clerk. So? So what about Sherman Gates? He was a guest who guested at room 12 down the hall. He made a couple phone calls early in the day through my switchboard. Went out, didn't come back. Mm -hmm. Putting two and two together, I'd say the latter was because he's dead. Am I helping? What about the two phone calls? I'm being a citizen like all get out. I, I got them right here. Right here someplace. Yeah, yeah, here they are. Thanks. Don't mind if I use your phones. It is the, the first in many hours. Ah, I thought so. I'm surprised you speak Spanish. I am not Arabian gypsy. I am Gitana. Gitana? Mm -hmm. They are the Spanish gypsies, senor. The nobility of all the gypsy tribes. You don't say. Where are they? In the hills, to the east. I think you'd better get out there quick. No. No, I have left the tribe, senor, forever. Left them? Why? I am through with such a life. I wish to live like other people, in fine houses, where people will not always call me the beggar and accuse me of stealing. Are you sure you're doing the right thing? I will not return to the tribe. That is why I dance in the street, for enough money to go away. I see. Senor, if you would let me be what you call... Entertainer, in your cafe for tonight. Then I move on. Huh? Uh-uh. No, nothing doing, Chica. But for only a few pesetas and a place to sleep. That's I... out, lady. Sorry. It is never mind. I find place. Yeah, right where Greco can get his mitts on you again. Wait a minute. I got an idea, Chica. Hold everything. Millie, this is Rocky Jordan. Well, Rocky, old son of a gun, how you been? Oh, swell. 
Still loading that third-rate jade off on the tourists? <laughs> Business is booming, Rocky. What's on your mind? Uh, listen, didn't you say your daughter was getting married and moving to Morocco? Sure did. You had your chance and muffed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, how about putting up a friend of mine in her room for a couple of days? Why, sure, Rocky. Anything for you. Atta girl. Be right over. I slipped the gypsy girl out the back way and over to Millie Hawk's place on the Sharia Hufan. Millie met us halfway across the little court and took Chica in like a long-lost friend. I was gone from the tambourine maybe an hour, and when I got back, it was almost dark, and I made the mistake of going back in by the... I read it in the paper. They say it might be suicide. What do you say, Miss Vincent? Oh, I don't think so. Sherman wouldn't commit suicide, not that way. Tell me about Sherman, Miss Vincent. Oh, Sherman was 100% Danny. All boy, all star. High school track, D-club cheerleader, a devil with a girl. I was in love with Sherman once, 100%. When was that? Too long ago, when I was a little girl in Iowa. When little girls fell in love with little boys like Sherman. And he called you yesterday? Why? He wanted a date. The flame was flickering, he said. That's the way Sherman talked. You gave him the date? Of course. It flatters a girl, Danny, when an old love comes out of Iowa and asks for a date. Where'd you go? What did you do? In detail. Mm-hmm. In detail, we went to Gino's, had a few drinks, left Gino's, had an argument. Oh, that should interest you, Danny. It does. Well, it was about a cat. A cat rubbed itself against the leg of Sherman's tuxedo, and Sherman kicked the cat in the face. So we argued. And? So I took a cab home, threw my umbrella in the tub to dry off, took my clothes off, got into... Oh, Irene, the drinks are ready. Well, haven't you finished with the police, my dear? Oh, I think so, Joseph. Danny, this is my fiancé, Joseph Dorcas. Danny Clover. How do you do? Uh, Mr. Dorcas, I... I... dropping, Mr. Clover. Uh, you'll want to know if I knew of Irene's going out with Sherman Gates. Oh, I hadn't thought of it, but it'll do. I knew about it, Mr. Clover. Irene has full personal freedom until we're married. Uh, you've read of our marriage? Uh, I'm afraid not. It's been in all the columns. A winter romance, they call it. That is, uh, my part of it. Nice phrase, isn't it? I, I told you, Joseph, they're only little dogs barking. You mustn't let them hurt you. You see why I love her, Mr. Clover? And in two weeks, she'll be mine. And then, Irene, no more jaunts to Iowa to see your mother. No more evenings with callow youths like this Gates fellow. No more. Shh, darling, you're embarrassing Danny Clover. <laughs> I got out of there. I checked in at headquarters, grabbed a cup of coffee, and then went back to a man named Quimby, who had pictures of cats for a dead man who hated cats. Oh, I see you're back. You remember me, huh? Of course. You said you were a policeman. You told me that this morning. Right. I'm a policeman, and I'm still working. I got some new questions to ask you, Mr. Quimby. Please ask him in a hurry. I got some pictures in the tank. And this and I won't don't... take long. Those pictures you gave me this morning. Mr. Gates' pictures? Those. Are you sure there were the pictures he left to be developed? Am I sure? What do you mean, am I sure? I mean, are you sure? Of course I am. Now, if you'll pardon now, me. one more thing. Please, those pictures in the tank, they'll spoil. All right, but hurry up back. I'll only be a minute. Just look around. Browse. Hey, Quimby, what happened? He really did try to tell me what happened, but he couldn't. He'd never be able to. 
I hurried over to the open door which led to the alley. Empty. The sound of a car starting off, a car driven by a killer, suddenly made the whole place empty. Empty except for one thing. One single and shining fact. The dead man in the loads wasn't a suicide. He'd been murdered. Now he had company. You are listening to Broadway's My Beat, starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. A whale of a Christmas present for a few moments brain-scratching. Could be there's $54,000 in the Sing It Again jackpot now. 25000 of it in cold, hard cash, and the rest in wonderful prizes. Sing It Again is heard for a full hour every Saturday night on most of the same CBS stations. In the afternoon, Broadway is a place... Amor mio. Yeah, looked like I was playing Cupid, too. I'm not one to eavesdrop on love scenes, so I coughed a couple of times and went in the gate. Uh, <clears throat> Who's that? Oh, it's all right. Chica knows me. Oh, Petros, it is the kind gentleman, Mr. Jordan. This is my my future husband, Petros Varga, from Athens, Greece. Sorry. The kindness. Uh, Mr. Jordan, I wish to thank you for protecting my little Chica. Oh, don't mention it. You just watch out for Tanasi. Tanasi? When did you see that man? A few minutes ago. He says you love him, Chica. I love Tanasi no more. He is a very bad man, like a beast. I, I tell him so. I will have nothing more to do with him or gypsies. That why you're running away? See, si. One is not permitted to marry outside the tribe. What did you tell him, senor? Oh, he doesn't know where you are, Chica. But Tanasi's on the prowl and in a bad mood. He's a violent man. A terrible fighter. Yeah, I found that out. Did he hurt you, senor? No, no. But I got the general impression he'll do most anything to break up your romance. Oh, Petrus, I fear for you, too. Be calm, Chica, my darling. Do you not see that you must hide here? I will go quickly to Alexandria, arrange for passports. Oh, hold it, Petrus. Let's just be sure. Do not say that, senor. His heart is for me. It is all right, Chica. I will prove to him my good faith. Uh, here, sir, is money. What for? Please, as a favor, would you buy the steamship tickets for us at the office in Cairo? There is a boat leaving for Athens in two days. Wouldn't you rather Chica got them? I, it would not be safe for her. Please, it must be the least expensive. But if you would be so kind. And, and give them to Chica to bring. Sure, sure. I'll get them for you. Oh, senor, you are the most kind gentleman. We shall be indebted to you always, Mr. Jordan. Always. All right, then, Mr. Cupid tore himself away and went back to the tambourine for the night. And bright and early, I was down at the steamship office to buy the tickets. They came to five pounds more than Petrus had given me. So, like the most kind gentleman Chica said I was, I shelled out the difference from my own pocket. I planned to deliver the... It's him, Danny! It's him! Get him! Get him! You fool! I told you not to yell! Yeah, why did you cry out? Why? Because I'm a girl, and girls are unstable. Yeah. Are you hurt, Danny? Did he shoot you? No. But there's blood on the ground. See Danny Clover? Danny Clover saw the blood on the ground. Danny Clover put an idiot named Irene in a cab. Danny Clover went back to headquarters. By 2 o'clock, the orders were out for every drugstore, every hospital, every doctor to be on the lookout for a wounded man. 
Then Danny Clover curled up in his swivel chair and fell asleep. Are you decent, Danny? Oh, of course I'm decent. What are you talking about? There's a lady out here to see you, Danny, from the Salvation Army, with a drum and a cymbal and a tambourine. What? Yeah, she says she knows you. Has something important to tell you. Oh, sure in, Sergeant. Sergeant, sure in. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Go right in, Miss. Uh, sis, uh, ma'am. Thank you. Good morning, Danny. Oh, it's a glorious, glorious morning, isn't it? <laughs> glorious, Opal. How are you? Glorious. Why don't you put the drum down? Just take me a help, Opal. Oh, sure, sure. Allow me, Miss Opal. Thank you. The Tagley said you had something important to tell me. Well, it may be. I don't know. It just may be important, and then again, it may not. Strange the way things are one way or another, isn't it, Danny? <clears throat> tell me anyway, Opal. Well, last night at the mission, it was my tour of duty. You know... Helping the poor wandering souls. What who... happened at the mission, Opal? Well, about three o'clock in the morning, this man came in with a terrible wound in his shoulder. Oh, a terrible wound. I dressed. Where it... is he now? Well, back at his hotel, I suppose. The Carnegie Hotel. You see, Mr. Crandall's one of our steadies. Oh, but Danny, where are you going? I haven't finished. You. Yeah, citizen. It's me. Come to tell me I'm not much of a citizen no more, huh? A real bad one. A wounded one, too. Your shoulder hurt? Some. If I make an effort, it'll still operate. Don't try. I'm booking you. We'll take fine care of your shoulder. I missed everything, didn't I? Missed it all up. Amateurs oughtn't to play that game. It makes them gun happy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I turned all of Phyllis's pictures to the wall. She isn't proud of me. She looks sad. Even the one in stockings. Tough. You ready? Sure. Can I figure on how long the rap is? Figure on all the time there is left in the world so you won't be disappointed. After all, you killed two men. Killed two men? What are you talking about? Sherman Gates, one man. Junius Quimby, one man. Wait a minute. Two men. Wait a minute. You're talking too fast. Words are going by me. I think I hear, but I don't know what they mean. Let's go, Lee. I'm telling you, all I did was try a blackmail stunt. I lost it, that's all. You're talking for the record now, Lee. Sure I am, and this is a record. A letter comes for guest Sherman Gates after he's deceased. I open it, pictures in it, blackmail pictures to a guy with brains. More brains than me. So you called Irene Vincent? Sure, her picture's been all over the paper on account of her marrying that millionaire. Sure, I called her. Where are the pictures? Right in my back pocket. They never left there. I'll take them. Well, here. Thanks. You can't book me for murder. You can't... Here's a dime, citizen. I gotta call headquarters. We're going for a ride. You, me, and the pictures. <laughs> You sent for me, Danny? I was just on my way to home. I phoned Mrs. Tartaglia. That's a little early, isn't it, Sergeant? Well, what with the rain and all, by the time I get through the traffic... Well, take off that slicker and stick around a while. I want you to look at a picture. Wonder where we will. Our home is the earth and the sky. It is not you, but we who are free. Now, how you say your life is better than ours? Well, I haven't got an answer for that, El Chacon. However, if one wishes to leave our tribe, we do not stop them. 
Then what do you want with Chica? She must return that which is ours. Return what? The entire treasure of our tribe. Many jewels of priceless value. Are you trying to tell me Chica stole them? Why else does she hide from us where she cannot be found? Have you thought of telling the police? The law of our tribe is sufficient to deal with our own. Now, where is the girl? And what if I don't tell you? Senor Jordan, you have only to tell us where Chica can be found. If you do not, the methods of Hitanos against their enemies is legend, which you soon may learn. And if that fails, we will not hesitate to turn you over to the Cairo authorities as one who harbors a common criminal. Decide now, Jordan, and quickly. Listening to Bar Lachi, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. For a solid hour of laughs, tune in tomorrow night to Leave It to Joan at 6 and Breakfast with Burroughs at 6.30. You'll find Joan Davis at her zany best and the balding Burroughs chuck full of his hilarious brand of repartee. Don't miss the great good time which comes to you every Monday night on CBS. <laughs> Now we return you to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan, Bar Lachi. Well, hang the sucker tag on me again. I take a liking to this gypsy girl, Chica, find her a good place to hide. I even spent five pounds out of my own pocket to help buy tickets for her and a boyfriend to escape to Athens. Then it turns out she's stolen her wealth and jewels from her tribe. Now I had the choice of turning her over to the tribe in their own form of justice, or of facing their wrath as well as the Cairo police. El Chacon stood waiting for my answer as the encampment crowded around. Speak quickly, Jordan. Where is Chica? You're asking me to break a promise I made to her, El Chacon. A promise to a thief is worthless. Tell me something. Where is another of your tribe, a man named Tanasi? He too hunts for the girl. Yeah, why? Because she won't marry him? How do I know any of you are telling me the truth? You wish then for the Cairo police to decide. I'm just asking why you don't look up Tanasi. How do you know that crazy brute didn't take your jewels? The moment you are still here, you call my son crazy brute, I scratch your eyes out. It is true, old woman. Tanase is crazy brute. You speak so of my son, for that you will see. I looked at El Chacon, expecting him to break it up on the double. Instead, he seemed greatly amused, even when the two women began pounding and clawing each other, even when other women pitched into the battle, and even when the men took sides and turned on each other. In less time than it takes to tell, every man, woman, child, dog, and cat had joined in. All except El Chacon. Even he had forgotten about me, and I found myself in the middle. I lost my balance and stumbled over backward into the thick of the battle. With my hands tied, I couldn't do much, and I fell under a dozen feet. All I could do was roll. Something else fell and started to roll just then, a nice shiny knife. I threw myself over so that my hand held the hilt. In a few seconds more, I was behind a tent as the battle still raged. In less time than that, I had my hands free and was running. I didn't stop running till I was over the hill and well into the outskirts of Cairo. Well, there were a lot of things I had to clear up with Chica right then. So when I finally found a taxi, I headed for Millie Hawk's place. Millie was pacing the court when I opened the gate. No, 
Rocky. Have you seen Chica? No, but I want to see her right now. Where is I she? I don't know. I was away only for a minute, and when I came back, she was gone. How long ago was that? Over two hours, Rocky. Yeah, it looks like you can forget her, Millie. What do you mean, Rocky? She's bound to come back. She left your stuff here. Huh? Let me see it, huh? Okay, come on. It isn't much, just the stuff tied in this shawl. All right, give it to me. It's all she had in the world. She was such a sweet little thing. I just knew I shouldn't let her... Mercy me, what are those? Something I hoped I wouldn't find. Ever see rubies before? Rubies? Yeah, and there's plenty more to go with them someplace. But I thought the poor... Hey. See you later, Millie. Let me know if you find her, Rocky. Yeah. Well, that wrapped it up. All El Chacon had told me was right. I'd been protecting a common thief. I took Chica's stuff and went back to the tambourine. Back in my office, I reached for the phone, but it won out. Yeah? Jordan, this is Captain Sabaya. Oh, I was just about to call you, Sam. I am sure you were. We have a great deal to talk about. A guy named El Chacon been talking to you already? Indeed he has. A warrant has been signed for your arrest for protection. Yeah, I know. A gypsy girl stole the tribe's jewels, and I've been hiding her. Is this a confession, Jordan? On every count, Sam. I'll be right down. That will save me the trouble of sending for you. I can count on you then. Oh, I'll be there. Bring something with me. Bring what, Jordan? I won't tell you now. Only it sparkles. Are you trying to tell me you had the jewels? Uh, it's possible. And maybe I'll have something else. Now what are you talking about? Uh, that remains to be seen, Sam. Just dust out your best cell and sit tight. I knew if that cell wasn't going to be for me, I'd better do some quick cleaning up. I remembered the big gypsy Tanasi had said I'd find him at the Harbada, sort of a Cairo counterpart of an American flophouse. So in a hunch, I took a detour down that way. I found out he had a little room all to himself on the third floor, so I got up the stairs, found the door, and knocked. There was no answer, so I tried the knob. It was locked, so I came up with my heel. The rickety door lock snapped on the first try, and I went in. Yeah, standing back to the wall at the far side of the room was my little gypsy sweetheart, Chica. Senor Jordan. You picked a bad hideout, Chica. But I am not hiding. How did you find this place? Thank Tanasi for that. Where is he? He went away. Senor, I could not get out. I, I did not want to come here. Sure you didn't. You wanted to go to Alexandria, remember? I got a couple of tickets to prove it. Give them to me. I will go now. Quickly. Not yet, Chica. And I got something else of yours. Did you forget these? <gasps> They are like, like rubies. Where did you get them? Out of the stuff you left at Millie's. But I do not understand. I, I have never seen these before. It's too late for that, Chica. They want to tell me where the rest of the so, loot is. It is you. Why did you come here, Jordan? Ask Chica why I'm here. I warn you, she's mine. Now you die. Before he could draw the knife, I caught him just below the ribs. He doubled and I crossed one of his chin and stood him up. This time I was on to his style and I felt like fighting. I kept outside his hairy arms and swung from the ankles every time he lunged in. Tennessee was game, but the third time did it. He went down on his face. Senor, what do you do to Tennessee? He'll keep right there, Chica. Now let's go. Where do you take me? Right to the police. You can take it from there. I took Chica down the stairs, told the clerk at the desk that the cops would be around for Tanasi. We went right to headquarters where I handed her over to Sam Sabaya. From then on, she was mum. She wouldn't answer anything. Finally, Sam closed the cell door behind her. We hesitated there before going out. Jordan, I must compliment you on your prompt action in this matter. 
From you, that is a compliment, Sam. You will understand that I knew from the beginning that your motivations were for the best. Yeah, sure. We still have the problem of finding out where the rest of the jewels are hidden. We can hardly hope that Chica will ever tell us. Maybe Tanasi will talk. My men have already picked him up, but if he talks, it will be the first time a gypsy ever told the police anything. Yeah, see what you mean. Listen, leave me with Chica a couple of minutes, huh? Maybe she'll change her mind. As you wish, Jordan. But she will be guarded very closely. Yeah, suit yourself. You see, I agree with the old gypsy saying, it is easier to hold an eel than a gitano. Senor Jordan. Yes, Chica? You are making big mistakes. Sure. I did that to begin with. You must believe me. Tanasi found me and he forced me to go to his place. How do you explain the jewels? I cannot explain them. I, I cannot tell you how they got with my things because I do not know. Chica, don't you see that if you'll tell us where the rest of the jewels are hidden, you'll get off a lot easier? But I don't know where they are. I stole nothing from my tribe. <sighs> okay. Oh, senor, senor. You are a, a very kind gentleman. You will not let them keep me in this place. You asked for it, Chica. Please, please. All my life, I I have known only freedom. If they keep me here caged up like an animal, I, I know I will not live. Looks like you should have stayed with your tribe. See? This is not the life that Petros promised me. You must help me, senor. Just think over my advice. So long, Chica. I left her then, but her pleading eyes stayed with me. A lot different from the fiery eyes of the girl who danced in front of my cafe the day before. I tried to push him out of my mind, but a few things kept bothering me. Why she'd steal her wealth and jewels, and then show herself by dancing in the streets for a few piastres was something I couldn't answer. The two steamship tickets in my pocket reminded me that Petros was waiting for her. That's when I shelled out some more of my own money for a long-distance call from the tambourine to the Greek consulate in Alexandria. Uh, Varga. Petrus Varga. Have you issued him a passport there? Um, Mr. Jordan, is this Varga a tall, slender-faced man with black hair and mustache? Yeah, that fits him. What about it? Petros Varga has not been issued a passport. In fact, he could not possibly get a passport to Greece or anywhere else. You mean he hasn't been there? Certainly not. He hardly dares to show his face in any consulate. Varga is international thief, wanted in a dozen countries. That's the way it is. Uh, could you possibly be one of his victims, Mr. Jordan? Uh, that remains to be seen, mister. Thanks for everything. All at once, I felt good again. I knew now that Chica was right. She knew nothing of the jewels. And there was just one way to clear her. Petrus Varga, who was loaded with hot jewels, but no passport to get him out of Egypt, which meant he must still be in Cairo. Well, there wasn't a chance of my finding him in that sprawling city, so he was going to have to find me. So I took a roll of bills out of my safe, borrowed a pair of dark glasses, wrapped a muffler up around my neck, put on a dirty Panama hat, and went down through the Musky Bazaar till I spotted a familiar character who called himself Shagriff. What do you desire, Fendi? You, uh, see these, Shagriff? Ah, so very much money, Fendi. Well, I got plenty more, and I'm buying jewels. Jewels? But why do you tell me? I don't care where they come from. Get it? Oh, but I have no knowledge of stolen jewels. My room's over the rug shop at the corner. I don't ask questions. But, Fendi, I know of no dishonest person. Here, take this and get moving. Imshi. Ah, Yeah, that's all it took. I hurried to the room I'd rented for the day, and the procession started five minutes later. 
First, a scared Turk with a handful of sapphires. Next, a woman carrying a baby trying to peddle some pieces of broken glass. Next, a Dutchman with a diamond the size of your fist. I got rid of them one way and another and went on that way all afternoon. At the end of the fifth hour, I was about to call it quits when the door opened and Petrus Varga was standing before me. You uh, are the jewel fence? That depends. What have you got? Have I seen you before? You won't see me again. Show your stuff or get out. How do I know I can trust you? You don't. All right, it must be cash. For what? Very well. How much for these? Open it up. Keep your hands away. What are you scared of? Open it. There. Gems of priceless value. Yeah. How much? Hurry. I'll give you 500. Five? You stupid. They are worth 20,000. For the risk I take, where do you get these? You think I would tell you? El Chacon, maybe? How did you? That is nothing to you. What are you scared of, Varga? Chica's taking the rap. You're in the clear, aren't you? Jordan. You're a big operator, they tell me. Big enough to steal a hoard in jewels and plant it on an innocent girl. If you think I would tell you... You don't have to. You showed up at Millie's place only to hide a few rocks in Chica's belongings. That's when I came along and you dreamed up the idea about the tickets to Athens. You didn't intend to use them at all. You could spare the money. Stay where you are. You did not think I would come here without a gun. Now use it, Varga. Kill me. Take your bag of rocks. But what do you think you'll find outside that door? What do you mean? Go ahead. You're not scared of a few gypsy knives in your back, are you? You're lying. No one is there. No? Then why wait? Shoot, Vargas. Jordan, listen to me. I, I did it only for Chica. Help me get away from here. For her sake. Okay. Give me the gun. No. No, Jordan. Yes. That's better. Come on, let's go. No. Not out there, Jordan. Please. Not out ah, there. Cut it, Vargas. You're safe. Anyhow, till the police get their hands on you. And that's just where we're going. It took a little nudging, but we finally ended up at headquarters. Well, Sam personally let Chica and Tanasi out of their cells with a great sigh of relief. Wouldn't you know, right away, the two were in each other's arms. After telling me for the fifth time she'd learned her lesson, Chica went off with Tanasi toward their camp, both as happy as a... Well, a gypsy. Me, I went back to the tambourine a little wiser myself. I was sort of glad nobody was looking when I stooped and picked something up off my office floor. It was a half-wilted rose, but it looked real pretty. Even in the beer mug where I stuck it. Danny, I've been watching him all day like you told me. He just came in a little while ago. Yeah. Open up, Driscoll. He's in, okay. I saw him come in a little while ago. Yeah. Come on, Driscoll, open up. Who is it? Danny Clover. I want to talk to you. You've already talked to me. Go away. Come on, open it up before I break it down. Should I? Wait a minute. What about it, Driscoll? You seem anxious, Mr. Clover. Is it about that murder? About exactly that. Just a second. Hey, watch it, Margaret. Yeah, he ain't playing. Me either. Driscoll. Have you got him, Danny? Let's go, Margaret. <laughs> He ain't... Hey, the wind is open over there. Yeah, the fire escape. There he goes up to the roof. Come and get me, Clover! Oh, careful. 
careful, Nuggerman. Watch the snow. It's slippery. There he goes, Danny, near the chimney. I missed him. You can't get away, Driscoll. Come on out with your hands up. Cover me, Muggerman. Yeah. I'm coming after you, Driscoll. Come on! You coming, Driscoll? You coming? Well, Driscoll? Okay, Mr. Clover. Okay. Okay, Driscoll, now we'll talk. Talk away, Mr. Clover, talk away. It isn't finished between you and me. Not finished! Easy, Driscoll, easy. I want you to hear when I talk. Every word, every word. That's good, Driscoll. Let's keep it that way. I'll kill you yet, Phil. Like you killed Tory Jones, like you knocked her out and hung her by the throat. You're dribbling at the mouth, Mr. Clover. You waited for her, didn't you, Driscoll? You saw Conrad leave and you waited. And she saw you and called me. Then you walked in and murdered her. Why would I do that, Mr. Clover? Why? There has to be a motive in murder, doesn't there, Clover? I got that, too. You killed her because you knew. She knew you were stealing the designs and peddling of the Conrad's competitors. That was easy for you, wasn't it, Driscoll? The important man, the loyal employee, the manager. You left out a thing, Clover. Who tried to kill me? Who tried to murder me? The man who shot Ira Getz. That was you. I think you're insane, Clover. You asked someone in the office who I was, so you knew it was a policeman telling you to Getz's apartment. So you killed Getz because he wanted in on your little larceny. And then you shot yourself and heaved the gun out the window. How do you know that? Because you wore gloves to go to the opera. Only you wore the gloves to hold a gun to kill a man. That's why there were no prints on the gun. None at all. The tricky one, huh, Danny? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was, Mr. Clover. Exactly. Put the cuffs on him, Muggerman. I don't want to hold him anymore. He makes my hands dirty. Okay, Danny. Hey, let go of me, Driscoll. Let go. If you try to shoot me, officer,